Hello friends, welcome to God's Eagle Ministries. At God's Eagle Ministries, we are seeding the nations with God's word and God himself is transforming lives through his timeless truth. Uh, we're bringing you 18 series of this year's uh, MLR, that is uh, Minister's Leadership Conference held in Boko um, at uh, Peace House and with uh, Willie, uh, Kani and a host of other ministers. So one about one, there are one to 18 uh, uh, series in there. Our aim is to promote contents that are enriching, that uh, touch the lives of uh, Christians cut across denominational lines. So we take content from all over the body of Christ where we know that they are scripturally, scripturally sound and can uh, equip the saints for the work of ministry. That is our goal in on uh on otakada and otakada has uh over two million contents there from different parts of the body of christ so you avail yourself of those content and you can also uh visit shop.otakada.org to also assess uh books and gifts um tailored for the body of christ so may the lord bless you as you go through this uh, uh series of mlr 2022 god bless you Amen. God has made I'd like you to all things ask the Lord to that this meeting for you will not for be your good. He made it possible. He uh, cleared everywhere. He made a way where there seems to be no way for you to be here. Visitation with the Lord. Can we thank the Lord? I want you to know that Jesus was praying. That was can what made can we appreciate him to even for all that he has already packaged for us call upon God in advance can we thank him Lord for the Jaraya transformative work of eternity that is going to implement that is going to do in our lives as we wait upon him over this weekend can we thank him ahead of time for the keeping that is going to do even in lives for all that he has already even for you and I oh Lord my helper May MLR this Let's year to now bring a turnaround to the in Lord every Lord. situation of my life my to the glory of your name. Father, heart. I ask that it Help will become for me a prayer me, session. Oh God. Every moment, oh God, let, let me, the spirit oh God, of prayer come upon me. Let the burden Is of the Lord rest upon God. my heart. Father, may my heart be connected with everything you are God doing in this to, meeting. Grant me access into your presence. My Father, we please let the, the Holy Spirit overtake us. Even to may your hand rest upon us. May grace attend our lives Some of us will need special grace to wake up very early at 3 a.m. Oh God, every center will be cut off with the fire of your spirit as you gather us together into your presence. Thank you, our Father. That we will not be in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's receive physical strength, spiritual strength, inner strength to go journey. Even though this way, that as we continue, we that will not be weary. We will not be tired. We, we will that not be weary. We will go from strength to strength as we appear before God in Zion. We will go from glory to glory as we appear before God in Zion. But as God that is comes to this Zion, you in we, this we will not be weary. We will we go even in the strength of the Lord. We pray that our meetings will be under the to have a very sharp sensitivity of, of your spirit that all that, that God Lord is releasing we will not miss out 
we will you collect will everything that God has given everything that He has given for us. We will not miss out of your power. We will pick we our antenna will be very sharp. We, we will pick you. every instruction from above. We will pick every signal from above. We will pick every instruction that God is bringing our way. We will not miss out of all that is bringing our way in every center arise. Right this investment over our life will not be a waste. All that is investing over our life this weekend, we, we will not waste them. We will not waste them. We will bring us fresh, able to cross where he we are depending solely on his mercy. He will cause us to encounter Jesus in a new and in a fresh way. We pray for ourselves that are we thank you. We give you praise. We worship your name. Blessed be the name of God. None shall In be Jesus' precious None name, shall be we pray. None, O oh God, will be Heavenly overwhelmed Father, by we any other thing again. except what your Spirit is doing this weekend among us. The MLR oh, Father, 2022. As to us to Thank you, Father, for to all in order that you are to doing in our lives. We are praying, oh Lord, Lord God, all that you have done, even to make this a reality. Warfare, we we appreciate you, God, for all that you are packaged already, even to release unto us. Father, we open up our spirit, soul, and body. We ask, oh God, that you will have your way. In the name of Jesus, Father, we ask, O God, that you will enlarge our capacity. You will enlarge our heart to receive more and more. Lord, we will not be tired. We will not be weary. Lord, we will not be. we will not give up, O God, on all that God is bringing our way. In the name of Jesus, Father, you will help us, O God, to receive all. Oh that you are bringing our way your investment over our lives will not be a waste in the name of Jesus you will not regret bringing us here Lord in the name of Jesus Father we thank you Lord give all the glory Father in Jesus precious and wonderful name we Amen God bless you brother we will take a few minutes break Oh, uh, just to stretch our legs, take coffee, tea, from go to the washroom, and when we come back, uh, we will be connecting our state to our brethren uh, in Goku for the opening, the opening uh, program. And the God people you. of God say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. We will be going straight ahead to take uh, the general um, uh, introductions uh, rather we take the praise worship we take the praise worship uh, from our suppose our vocal studio to worship God together uh, before we begin to welcome ourselves properly from center to center nation to nation as many as we can take uh, so we are inviting the, the praise worship team from our studio over there uh, in Boko. So you're welcome. We keep welcoming all of us, trusting that God, who has brought us, is certainly meeting with us in a very special way. God has given us a great sign. Um, as you have all prayed together, we are seeing that He is here with us. God bless you. Brother Solomon.
shouting hallelujah to our God. Our hearts are full of praises. Our mouths are full of singing. 
the Lord has done glorious things for us. Hallelujah. At this point, we want to welcome our brother, uh, Brother Landra Deboye, who will be carrying us around the various centers and nations that are already connected to this MLR uh, so that we can properly introduce and welcome ourselves. Our brother Landry, please. Thank you. So we are waiting for Obomosho Studios. All right. Thank you. Welcome once again to the MLR 2022. We thank God for bringing us to this very special MLR, trusting God that each one of us will have a divine encounter. I will be trying to welcome every one of us, uh, but first and foremost, before I go to the centers, or the stations, I would like you to turn to the person beside you and give the person a warm handshake and greet that person and say, Welcome, welcome to MLR. Welcome to MLR 2022. Can you make a word of prayer as you greet the person and say, May the Lord encounter you. May his face uh, shine upon you. May God come for you, especially during this MLR. May grace abundance fall upon your life during this MLR. May you not go uh, without an encounter with God. Greet somebody, greet somebody else. Just greet some two, three people. Pray for them, especially as we welcome you. I think as we do this, I will be looking for the centers. As I flash you on the screen and greet you, you will wave your hands on, at us uh, to greet us. Uh, first, since we are not too far from uh, Boko, I think I will I'll be greeting the Boko Center first uh, in the GRE tank. Can you wave your hands and greet us from Boko? Thank you very much. You are welcome. That's Boko uh, GRE Center. There are many, many centers all across Boko. In fact, in various states, we have almost, uh, almost some 50 or 60 centers. You are welcome to MLR 2022. Now, let's go to other places quickly. As I see you, I will not necessarily be calling you in any particular order. Once I see you, I greet you. 
and this is um, far away from South Africa. Can you greet us? I hope I can call this. This is Jamie Steele. Yes, God bless you, South Africa. Let's go on rapidly. And I'll, the next place I am seeing is uh, the Equal Goods News Center in Kaduna. Please wave your hands and greet us. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Let's go on quickly. I am seeing a center in uh, Tekina. This is in Kogi State. Please wave your hand and greet us. Kogi State, Tekina. Thank you very much. And from there, I am going to Lagos, the center of excellence. This is Ipaja. Can you wave your hands and greet us? God bless you. God bless you. As I see you, I greet you. Thank you. Now, the next one that's come on the screen is uh, somewhere in, also in the Airport Good News Church in Masaka. And uh, oh, they have jumped to the Betty Center. In Betty, can you put your hands and greet us? In UMCM Chapel, they don't seem to be hearing me. All right, let's move away quickly and go to the Ogumosho Center. So this is the tent in Ogumosho. Wow. The brethren are still on the way. Can you wave your hands in Ogumosho and greet us? God bless you. Alright, let's move on quickly as we go to Michika, somewhere in Adama State. Can you wave your hands and greet us? Thank you very much. That's Adama State. Go ahead. Now, this is a center in South Africa. This is Lucy Kiski. I hope I got it right. God bless you. God bless you. This is South Africa. And uh, this is Ed Edward Port. This is also in South Africa. Port Edward. Port Edward. Thank you very much. Go ahead. I think we might as well greet all the South Africans before we move away. But this is Namibia. Greet us from Namibia. God bless you. All right. Can we move quickly because of our time? Uh, several of the centers. Uh, if you don't open your video, we will not be able to greet you. So make sure that your video is on so that we can greet you. Thank you. This is a center in Florida. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. We greet you. I've, I've, I've espied a center in Abuja. God bless you. Can you greet us from Abuja? You are welcome. You are welcome. God bless you all. You're welcome. You're welcome. And this is in Elori, the Kwara State Capital. Can you greet us? You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you very much. I'm moving on to Makudi. Makudi. Please, can you greet us? This is Makudi, MLR Center in Makudi. God bless you. We welcome you. I'm sure the brethren are still on the way. Let's go ahead quickly and pick another center. This time, oh, this is Chapel of Good News in Kaduna again. This is another Kaduna Center. We greet you. God bless you. God bless you. This is the center in Ondo. Oh, the Ondo Christ Chapel. 
We greet you. God bless you. You are welcome to MNR this this year. God bless you. Now this is Oshobo in the CNC Shekina Chapel. Please greet us from Oshu State in Oshu State, Nigeria. Oshobo, God bless you. A, a few more centers. This is a uh, the Eglise Baptist in Cote d'Ivoire. Can you greet us? Can you hear me? Sorry, I cannot speak French. Uh, we, we greet you in French, even though I really cannot hear me. And I cannot, I, can you wait at them? Alright, we, we move quickly to another center as we greet uh, more people. This is the Cooking Headquarters Church somewhere in Plato State. Can you greet us? Can you wave your hands and greet us? God bless you. God bless you. Let's take a quick stop to Cameroon as, as we greet our brethren from uh, the Garoa Center in Cameroon. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. You're part of this this year. Let's take some more centers. This is another one now, this time in Liberia. All right, to greet us from Boston. In Liberia, God bless you. We welcome you. God bless you. God bless you. A few more centers because our time is running so that I can quickly um, hand over. This is a, um, a ma I'm not. Oh, Blanca. That's Kurinini. Can you wave your hands and greet us? God bless you. This is Blanca. That's in Malawi. God bless you. You're welcome. You are part of this year, MLR 2022. Just two more centers we greet before we go. And this one is from Dio. I think it's in Borno State. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You're welcome. You're welcome. One more center. All right. Oh, this is the Abakuta Center. Oh, can you move your hands and greet us? We greet us, both the Lord Fathers and the God bless you. You are welcome to MLR 2022 this year. Permit me to return you to our coordinator today as he uh, takes the time to continue uh, the meeting uh, this evening. Brother Patrick, I will be handing you, handing over to you right now. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Um, at this point, we want to uh, take time out to do our prayer uproar. We having need to call upon God, particularly uh, from center to center, as our brother will be leading us in a prayer moment. Please gather your hearts as we cry to God together uh, for a release of His grace upon this meeting want to ask our brother Moses Ogiano uh, from Lagos Studio, please uh, lead us at this moment. Please unmute yourself. 
so that we can hear you. We want to thank God for this year's MLR. We are very grateful to God that He has brought us here again. We are going to continue as we That is um, uh, First Samuel chapter thirty. So now it, it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag attacked and uh, burned it with fire, and are taking captive the women and those who were there from, from small to great, and they did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives, their sons and, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jeterite, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Uh, this passage, I have two few things I wanted to also uh, draw the prayer points from. Number one, we know that the, the MLR this year has brought a very strong word to us about the issue of pursuing. And that means something has been lost. And from the passage that we just read, uh, David and his men, they lost their, their, their wives. Their, I mean, they, their wives have been taken away. Their children have been taken away. The, the city they were staying has been bombed. And uh, one thing that the Bible told us there was that the lives that were taken away were not destroyed. So the first thing I felt we should thank God for from that passage is that when God is telling us this year to pursue, it means there is hope. There is something to pursue. Even though the enemy has taken something away, there is something to pursue. He has not taken the most precious thing from us, our lives. God has spared our lives to see another MLR. So we are going to be thanking God for our lives, that God has spared our lives, God has spared the church, God has spared the nation. Even though it looks as if there is no hope, there is nothing, but we, we have a hope. 
Because if the wives and the children of David and his men were destroyed, were, were killed, there would be no, nothing to pursue. That would have been a hopeless situation. We want to thank God this year that the MLRC is giving us a real hope, a reason to, to arise. We have something to pursue. We have a hope that all is not lost. That's the first thing we are going to be taking. The other thing is that we are pursuing because something is lost. And all of us that have come to this MLR this year, we have something we will pursue. Uh, each person has something to pursue as individual. We have something to pursue collectively. And uh, if we look as if the things that we need to pursue, they are physical. They are only physical. No. In that passage, in that passage that we read, we saw that the Bible said, David strengthened himself in the Lord and asked Abiata to bring the, the effort for him. And when the effort was brought to him, he inquired from the Lord. That means, even though David's wives and children were taken away, he has not lost his stand with God. He has not lost his, his, his personal relationship with God. We know that this MLR is, is a meeting that a lot of people will come. And some of them, they probably have not just lost physical things, they have lost their relationship with God. They have lost their consecration. They have lost their, their vision. They have lost their zeal. We are going to be praying that all such people, God will meet with them. And they will not go without recovering all that they have lost. Then we are also going to be looking at uh, 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 First Timothy. What God said we should be pursuing. And he said in that uh, First Timothy chapter 6 verse 11. He said, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. We are going to be trusting God to open our eyes to see what to pursue. Every man, every woman that will be attending this MLR this year, we are not just going to be pursuing shadow. We are not just going to be pursuing physical things. We are not just going to pursue vanity. We, there is something that God wants us to pursue. The God that He has declared to us, pursue, overtake, and shall recover all. He is not just going to ask us to be pursuing physical things like uh, maybe uh, properties or money and all that. God, we are going to be asking God to open our eyes to see what we shall be pursuing. Both as individuals and as a church, as nation, we will be pursuing things that are very important to God. And then we will be praying for the MLR. And so we are going to go into prayers now. I want us to join us. First, I said we will thank God. Open your mouth and let's begin to bless the name of the Lord that there's an opportunity again of MLR to push this move of God. Father, we thank you. We are very grateful. Thank you for MLR. For all these years that you have uh, declared this move of God and many, many of us, you have allowed us to gather. This year again, you have given us opportunity. Lord, we are very grateful. We are very grateful. And this year, you have sent us a very strong word, a mobilization word, that we are going to pursue, and we shall overtake, and we shall recover all. Lord, we have come. 
we have come. We are very grateful. Thank you for all the various centers. Thank you for all the various countries and nations that this MLR is taking place this year. Lord, we are very grateful. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We are going to pray that God will help us that every center, every person that is in every center, God is going to meet with each and every one of us. God is going to meet with each and every one of us to open our eyes to see what we must pursue. As you are there, open your mouth and begin to pray and say, Lord, you will meet me here. You will open my eyes to see what I must pursue and you will help me to pursue. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cry unto you at this point, O God, that you will help us. Now that you have brought all of us to the different centers, Lord, you will show us what to pursue. You will, you will help open our eyes to see what to pursue, both as individual and as a team. You will help us to, to know what to pursue and how to pursue in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to meet with each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to pray that God will be present mightily from now until Saturday. Let's ask the Lord's presence to be, to be made manifest in every center, in every nation. Open your mouth to pray. Father, we want to ask you, now that you have gathered us in different centers, yet it is one meeting. God, we ask you, as we used to be present mightily, even when we are gathering in one place in Boko, and every one of us that is there, we not have any doubt that you are here. God, we pray, whether we are now in different places, God, you have said to us, it is still one meeting. We invite you to come. Take absolute control. Lord, bring your canopy. The people that are gathering in Liberia, bring your canopy to Liberia. Bring your canopy to Sierra Leone. All over Nigeria, where we are gathered. Lord, help us to feel your presence. Help us to touch your presence. Help us to feel your power. Help us to feel your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's ask that the presence of God will bring His word to us. His word will come to us pointedly. His word will come to us directly. Each person will be hearing the voice of the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask, O oh God, that you will, you will speak to us directly. So we are gathered as, 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 as a group in different centers. You will not only come to the center as oh, you will come to us as individual. Lord, we ask that from, from every nation that we have gathered, we will hear your voice. We will hear your voice. We will, we will experience you. Oh God, come to us. Let's pray that God will manifest himself in every way. Signs and wonders. There will be salvation during this MLR. All those that have lost their, their personal work with God, all those that have lost their zeal, all those that have lost their, 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 the call of God upon their life, we want to pray that God will manifest himself to every one of us. We saw in that passage that even though David seems to have lost his wife and children momentarily, he did not lose his personal uh, contact with God. He could talk to God directly. He could inquire from the Lord directly. Let's pray. Lord, you will visit us. You will visit us. There will be salvation for those who are lost. Who whom you have brought to this MLR. Every nation. Those you have brought uh, in Ghana. All the centers in Ghana. Those you have brought all the centers in, in North America. 
those who are brought to all the centers in West Africa, in, in Central Africa, God, we are asking salvation. They will recover. They will, they will recover their lives. They will be saved. Those who have, who have lost their zeal for God, Father, they will recover it. Those who have lost their vision for you, they will recover it. Those who have lost their focus, they will recover it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to visit each and every one of us. We are going to be praying that God will open the door of faith as the word of God will be coming. There will be a lot of instructions. There will be a lot of uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, things that God will be saying to us. We want to pray that God will bless us with the door of faith. We open the door of faith to each and every one of us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, O oh God, that as you will be speaking to us, Lord, we will have faith to believe you. We will believe every word you will be speaking to us. We will not, we will not dwell on unbelief. Every word that you are going to be speaking to us from today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, we will believe you. All of us, all the men, all the women, all the youth, in the mighty name of Jesus, we will all believe you. Thank you, Father. Now we are going to pray for every segment of the MLR. You know that this MLR, there will be the theme talk, there will be the book study, there will be workshop, there will be devotional charge. And there will be the, the, the youth camp and children camp. I want us to pray that each segment of this MLR will experience the presence of God. Pray for your center. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commend every aspect of this MLR into your hand. Lord, you will be speaking to us directly on the team talk. You will be speaking to us during the book study. You open our eyes of understanding to see the instruction that you have con. You have kept for us for the past years that you want us to uh, visit and, and chew and swallow. This year, Father, we pray during the book study, you will visit us in the various languages that the book has been translated into in the mighty name of Jesus. During the, the workshop also, you will visit us, you will be showing us how to pursue and how to overtake and how to recover all in our individual uh, uh, professional grouping. Father, we are asking you will visit us. You will visit us even during the uproar. You will visit us even during the, the devotional challenge. And we also ask, oh God, that you will visit the children camping. You will be visiting them there. Every of the center that has organized children camp, you will be there. Father, we are asking also the teenagers and the youth camp, they will not be left out. Father, you will, you will visit them. When after the MLR it will be clear, when we will be giving testimony, we will discover that hey, the way you were present in one center, the same way you were present in the other center, so shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. Two more prayer points. Want to pray that every center, every nation where this MLR is taking place, as we have taken off now, there shall be no, no disturbance. It has kicked off. And it will continue to run smoothly. There shall be no disruption anywhere. There will be peace everywhere. There will be security. There will be stability. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, that now that this MLR has taken off in Nigeria, in South Africa, in Ghana, all over the nations in the world, Father, we are asking that nothing will truncate it. There will be no confusion anywhere. We declare peace everywhere in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want us to begin to pray again for the network that God will make the network to be flowing everywhere. No, no segment of the of the center will be will be cut off. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, oh God, that even though we are scattered, you will trans, translate this emerald simultaneously. There will be no network issue. You are the God of the air. You are the God of the network. We ask, oh God, that everywhere we shall be receiving the messages and the meeting simultaneously. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this year's MLR. We are grateful to you. Our eyes are on you and we have high expectation. We have no doubt that you that was used to meet us when we are gathering in one place, you are the same God who is going to be meeting us in different centers, in different nations, in different regions of the world. Because you are the omnipotent, you are the present God. Lord, we are looking up to you. We believe that the bread for this MLR, you are going to distribute it to each and every one of us, both as individuals and as nations, as centers, even to the body of Christ. We ask, oh God, that by the time we are living on Saturday night, oh, we will be closing strongly and we will mobilize us you know, to go and pursue and recover everything. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Right. Thank you very much, uh, Brother Moses. We thank God for the session of prayer as we poured out our hearts uh, in cry unto the Lord who is able to help us. At this point, we want to proceed to take uh, special choir uh, ministrations uh, from a number of centers. Uh, we are gradually setting our hearts to come to the point of uh, taking the burden for this night meeting as well as the, the opening charge, which the servant of the Lord, uh, our brother, Brother Bila Koni, will be bringing to us tonight. Uh, so we will be taking choir ministrations, first from Kaduna, and then we go to Katsina, and then Jos, and finally uh, Boko. So we're taking choir ministrations from those centers. Uh, so Kaduna, please. Bring us the message from the Lord.
song for us titled Jesus is passing by may you touch the hem of his garment and be turned around and transformed before the end of the meeting in Jesus name Amen
Hallelujah. Our Lord Jesus is passing by this way. Oh, weary ones, is by our side, waiting to bless us. At this point, we are needing to uh, wait for the Lord to come to us with the burden of this meeting as well as the opening charge. So it's our pleasure and joy uh, to call forward the servant of the Lord, Elder, our brother Gile Akoni, who will take us from here. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. We are grateful to God for bringing us together again. And for this year's uh, MLR, we'd like to give God the praise. We'd like to thank God for all of us that God had gathered from different parts of the uh, nations of the earth where we have been able to come together and the things that God had begun to do in our lives, we want to give him all the praise. We want to thank God for all of you that joined us to pray when we had the challenge uh, with uh, some of our staff and brethren. We are grateful to God that God has again confirmed to us that we shall recover all and that all that God allowed us to go through is because God wants to confirm to each one of us that the church is giving us this year pursue uh, overtake you will surely uh, recover all is a reality and the Lord is going to help us before we do the um uh, if I share the burden of this meeting with you uh, tonight, I'd like to quickly uh, make an announcement of what we shall be doing tomorrow. Uh, this year's MLR is very unique. The Lord is insisting that we must take very particular note of instructions that He has given to us in order for us to make the most of this particular season that God has brought us into our Rehoboth. And in the course of this season, God is saying, we must pursue, we must overtake, and we will, without fail, recover all. I know that as the Lord begins to open our understanding in the course of the meeting, all the various things that God will have us to pursue, things that God will have us to overtake, things that God is going to cause us to recover without fail, shall continuously be made uh, clear to us individually and together as a people. But one of the things God wants us to do in the course of MLR this year is to sit down together uh, instead of the usual Bible study we have done over the years which we always uh, cherish and love to do because it's a very clear issue for us. Bible study is something we cannot uh, uh, compromise in any of our meetings because we believe that the coming revival that we have been laboring for will be anchored on the Word of God. But for this year, the Lord had 
directed us that we would spend time the time we normally take for Bible study we do book study this year and the book study that we are going to take is the small book uh, guidepost unto revival uh, when the Lord instructed us that we have to all all of us all over the world wherever we are gathered we need to sit down and study and discuss the issues he has raised in this book now this book uh, was not just a material that we sat down to want to write uh, after the MLR of 2000 2000 uh, year 2000 uh, the law came down to us in a very unique manner and uh, the instructions gave us then was quite serious and then we wanted to sit down to do a kind of follow-up letter to all the people that came for MLR that year and that's how this particular instructions came straight away it came just almost just in 24 hours of continuous writing that's about 21 years ago now the instructions there 21 years ago were quite prophetic we had prayed through it and it has guided our hearts but now as we came to the threshold of an outburst that has become global the lord is saying go back again i have given instructions about the move i've given you instruction about how to handle it how not to spoil it and how not to scuttle it how not to make it do less than I want it to achieve. How not to strike only two, three times and uh, come and sit down and waste the uh, divine visitation again. So because of that, the Lord instructed that we are going to have to study this material. Uh, this will be the second time that I see the Lord insisting we must go back into it. Some years ago in a more smaller a meeting and uh, but this year God is insisting that we must go through it and in order to make it possible we had worked assiduously our editorial team the press and all the brethren they have worked assiduously to make sure that this material guideposts to revival have been translated into several languages is translated into French so that our francophone brethren from all the francophone nations that are uh, going through MLR will have a copy, each one of us to study. And then it has been translated into Hausa language. It's been translated to Twi, Twi language from Ghana. It's been translated to Chichewa in Malawi. It has been translated to Kosa in uh, South Africa. It's been translated to uh, Yoruba language. has been translated to Igbo language. It's been translated to Tib language. It's been translated to several of those languages. And the intention is that every one of us will have a copy uh, in our languages. Those who want to read in English, those who want to study in French, whichever language is convenient. The intention is that we will all sit down and go through these scriptures and this material in the three days that we have allotted 
and then we'll be having practical discussions. I'm sure that by the grace of God, when our brother will be introducing the group study tomorrow, we will do that. But before that, I wanted us to dedicate the material again. Uh, so wherever the brothers are, those that have it in Alsa, those that have it in uh, all the languages, and those that have it in English, in all our centers, I want some of our center leaders to please stand along with me wherever you are, hold the book up before God, and we will dedicate it. We dedicate it so that we will go, we use it to instruct us, to guide us, to make sure that this revival that God is talking to us about, that is breaking forth into denominations, different people, different places, and different platforms, that God himself will preserve his move, and that this will not again be dragged down uh, according to the wishes of human nature, that God will cause this to prepare the body of Christ even for the appearing of the bridegroom. We're going to pray together just for a few minutes before I go ahead with the message tonight. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we thank you because again and again in your wisdom, you've been bringing instructions on what we must do how we must go, how we must order this child that you are bringing to us. How this move of God, this revival that you have been uh, causing us to pray and cry unto you for, for several years, how we have come to the threshold of it, and how we sense that the, 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 the sound of the abundance of rain has already come. How we sense, oh God, that the fire is already beginning to burn. You told us as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth a, a, a man child. We ask this evening that this material, as it gets into the hand of your people, uh, at various levels, in various places, in villages, in cities, different denominations, uh, different people that will be looking into this material, we ask that you will please sanctify it. We want to dedicate it for your use. Cause it to speak for you. Cause it, O oh God, to guide our lives, to guide your people, and all those that you are going to use to labor for revival from nation to nation, from land to land, from groups to groups, including young people. Lord, we ask that you will use this material to safeguard your purpose in our hands and to help us to behave ourselves wisely in the course of this outpouring of your spirit. We are trusting, Lord, that the guidepost will actually be a guide for our lives, a guide for our actions, a guide, oh God, because this is going to break forth everywhere and it will be beyond the control of any man. So we ask you, Lord Jesus, that this book be blessed of you. As small as it is, Lord, let it convey your purpose in our midst to the praise and the glory of your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, thank you very much. Whichever uh, place where you have the materials, we have insisted that it must be subsidized. 
to 50% of its cost uh, because we want everybody to be able to pick it. So it will, at least for during the MLR, you will get the subsidized copies of it. It's not for anything. Nobody is making money out of it. But because the cost of printing had increased, uh, so whatever, uh, uh, but we have said it must not be beyond 50% of its cost at this time for everybody to pick one. Now, there may be some centers where some of our brethren are still not able to pick that as uh, cheap as we try to make it. Those of you that are able, please uh, pick the materials and let everyone in your center have a copy to work with. All those that can read either in the local language or in whatever way. Uh, let's make sure that materials is in people's hands and we're reading it together. The Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I would have wanted us to take one song very quickly uh, to, to begin our meeting this, this evening. Uh, I thank God that our brother already led us to sing or hear the power uh, of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. I still think we should please join me to sing that song. I promise the Lord that uh, MLR this year we will start uh, by proclaiming the power of Jesus' name. The Lord delivered us. The Lord uh, uh, delivered us from tears. And all that the enemy will have done to scuttle MLR this year, God himself squashed it. And we are here today to praise the Lord and to give him praise. So I'd like you to please uh, join me again to sing that song. All hear the power uh, of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate forth, bring forth the royal diadem, and cry him, and cry him, Lord of all. Now, wherever you are, please stand up and sing it. You may sing it in your local language, you may sing it in Alsa, in French, in Yoruba, whichever way. Angels prostrate for bring forth the royal diadem and crying, 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 and crying, Lord of all, crying. Ye matters of God on the altar call from 
to nation, from tribe and tongues, from whatever level we have found ourselves, 
we lift up our hands to you this evening to say you are the Lord of all. And the power in your name is such that no other power can withstand. We thank you, Lord, this day. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you adoration. We thank you, O Lord, that both our rulers, our traditional rulers, our kings, our leaders, our government leaders, and all your servants, our pastors and bishops, and our leaders in church, our leaders in government, we all stand, O God, before you this night and lift up our hands to you. We crown you the Lord of all. We confess that you are the Lord of all. And Jesus and God said he has given you a name. And that in your name all knees shall bow. We declare, O God, on this day that you are the Lord of all. And that you are the King of all kings. And that you will rule. Your name shall be praised all over the earth. And everything that the enemy has stolen, everything that the enemy has carted away, everything that it looks as if is in the camp of the enemy right now, Father, we shall recover them. We will bring them back in your name. We will see Jesus enthroned over the hearts of men in our lands. We will see righteousness restored in our nations. And we will see the glory of God breaking forth upon the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. Thank you, O God, as we declare this MLR open this year. We ask that your strong hand will rest upon us. And that everyone who is attending this meeting, those that are sitting together in centers, those, O God, who are following on the YouTube, those, O God, who are coming along on other platforms, we ask that everywhere your people are gathered, all those that are following, some are following very remote areas. Holy Spirit, we ask that you reach out unto each one of us. Cause your hand to rest upon us. Lord, anything and everything that any one of us may have lost in any way, either as individuals, as families, oh God, as peoples, and as the body of Christ, we shall surely recover them all to the glory and praise of your name in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Lord, we ask that you speak with us as we go on tonight and as we kick off this meeting, cause your spirit to rest upon each one of us. Please reach us at our levels and meet to us, O God, according to your eternal plans. Thank you. In Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Now, when our brother was raising the prayer opera, he had already asked us to look into the theme text for this uh, MLR. And this evening, all I just want to do is to share with you the body behind the meeting and then bring a short opening charge uh, which we will take before we conclude for tonight. Now, you know, the passage we were looking at is in 1 Samuel chapter 30. But when I'll be bringing a charge, I would like to uh, put it in its own context. But if you have your program booklet, you will see that there is a, a write-up where I have put together what the body for this uh, meeting is. So I will read it very quickly. 
and then draw one or two issues out of it and then we take our charge tonight now he answered him for sure for you shall surely overtake them and without fail you will recover all when the lord declared Rehoboth unto us last year it was clear to us that it is but a beginning of the season of fruitfulness abiding abounding and abundant fruitfulness god has made room for us to be fruitful in his purpose and to prosper in that which he has called each one of us to do and i can testify that uh, from last year to this time where we are uh, god has actually made room for us there have been a lot of things that came in different testimonies that our brethren had in different nations and the way god is breaking forth in different directions and we have started seeing a glimpse of the things that god is speaking to us about but for us we know Rehoboth is a season it is not an event it's a direction for our lives and our labor henceforth we realize that it's a continuation of what god began to say to us in the year 2020 when he said fill the earth and in time past many people were brought into their times of visitation but they only shot their arrows three times and sat down others brought only narrow vessels for the downpour of the spirit so the rehobo was diverted and it eventually stopped short of what heaven demands for the visitation when god brought joshua into leading the people of israel to cross their jordan and the heavens were open to him the captain of the lost host came to fight for him and the people god gave him the geographical scope god gave him the survey of the inheritance that his feet were to step upon so as to divide and release it to the children of israel god made the sun and the moon to stand still for him to cause the purpose of god to be fulfilled but alas he conquered few kings and he highly celebrated his victory as if he had finished all that God raised him and anointed him to do. He grew old. He grew old. Well stricken in years. Only for the Lord to turn up saying, you are old. You are advanced in years. And there remains yet very much land to be possessed. And God began to now give him again vividly as if he had forgotten god said this is the land that here remains and the catalog of what remains was overwhelming despite the fact that this man did all he could despite that miracles you know followed whatever he was doing yet he couldn't bring the children of israel to their complete rest or the place that he could not reach has become very stronghold in the hand of the devil that continue to torment the children of Israel up to today. 
Why? What happened? Did he lose sight of the scope God set for him? Did he miss the strategy God lent him for the assignment? Why could he not give them rest? The places left unconquered then have become strongholds against the people of God, as I said till today. God has set a scope. God has set an expectation and a complete survey of the dimensions for every move of the Spirit which He grants. These are Rehoboth must not accomplish less than God intends for it in this end time. Brothers and sisters, we are not just doing a meeting. We are not just gathering to just do something. There is a scope. There is a dimension. There is something that God wants to accomplish with this divine visitation that is coming upon us. And you can see that this is unique. God is doing something. God is breaking barriers. God is gathering us from different nations. God is mobilizing people. Uh, what God is doing, God is causing stakeholders, indigenous people, to, to, to see it as what God has been asking them to wait for. There are churches, denominations that God has raised and they've been waiting for a time of visitation like this. We are grateful to God that God is declaring that this is another time of his visitation. But we must not allow this to be wasted doing inconsequential things. God is committed to what he has called us to accomplish in the body of Christ at this time and is gracious. God has been gracious to guide us to give us a clear perspective and vision of what this robot is ordained to accomplish in our lives and in the body of Christ globally. So you see, we are coming to this MLR this year with a very, very critical sense of soberness. I just felt that God is insisting that I am, I am moving on, on, the, on the face of the earth again. That's why you see the scope at which we have gathered in different parts of the world. When we used to gather in Goko, it was looking something. But the Holy Spirit said, no, he wants us to do, he wants to do something else. That's why you have seen us gone in this uh, uh, fashion. Now, so people are sitting in Belize. People are sitting in different parts of the U.S. People are sitting in uh, Canada. People are sitting in Europe, in Belgium. People are sitting in different parts of the world as we are talking now. Some are sitting in Russia as the Lord is gathering people for himself. God is moving different parts of Africa. We are trusting that even North Africa will not be left out of this move. Asia, Asia, even Saudi Arabia, there are people that God is already locating and they are sitting somewhere following the word of God. The battle for the young had been translated into Arabic. We know that God wants to do something that is beyond our ordinary uh, imagination. And so because of that, this year's MLR, God is saying, pursue, overtake, 
and you will surely, without faith, recover all. And God is making emphasis on all. All things that the enemy thought he has taken away. Now, this season is the time of our favor. I want all of you to please mark that. This season is the time of a divine favor. God has turned his eyes upon us. God has decided to look favorably upon us. The set time for God to favor Zion has come. And God has commanded his blessing on our lives and on the work of our hands, which shall indeed be fruitful in the land. He has made room for us. That is, God has created a space. God has given us a space, a space of time, a space of grace, a space, a space of opportunity for us to accomplish a divine purpose for his name's sake. It's not about us. It's not about peace house. It's not about any one of us because this book is not going to emphasize any one man. It's going to centralize Christ. It's going to promote him. It's going to cause men and women to run and to long for him. This is the purpose. This is what God has ordained. But we must be careful not to waste this season doing anything less than God ordained for us. So as we are coming to this meeting, I want you to please, whether you are young, whether you are old, uh, children that are gathering in their own different uh, uh, children camp, and they are also in their own thousands. I believe that God is doing something because out of the mouth of babes and suckling, God has ordained strength to steal the avenger and to silence his enemy. God is about to do something We've never seen it like this before. God is breaking through barriers. You can see that all churches, all denominations, different, different people groups are involved in what God is doing now. Nobody can possess it and nobody is going to possess it. God is going to move in our midst and the Holy Spirit is going to continue to watch over the move of God that he has started in our midst. I regard each one of you sitting wherever you are as a privileged vessel that God wants to use. And I'm trusting God that in different ways, you can see the move is breaking forth into our traditional palaces, is going forth into the military, is going forth into different, different segments of the, of, of the, of the society. And this is going to continue until we have recovered all. It's going to ravage everywhere the enemy had been sitting down as if he has got position. That's what God has called us into. And I just want us to begin this year by understanding and by praying together and by setting our faces to say, Lord, we must recover all. We will leave no hoof back in Egypt. God is going to cause his will to prosper in our hands. As we have come to the threshold of this unstoppable move of God, with God Himself as graciously tacked for us, Lord, it is clear in our hearts that to maximize all that God has stretched His scepter unto us for in this move, we must not ask for little. It is not only the wicked hammer 
in quotes that must be killed as in the days of Esther. Even all that he has written must be repealed when we rise up to go to write our own. Righteousness must be entrenched in our nations again. If you may say what Bragule is saying, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? When God will turn our captivity, we will be like them that dream. The question God posed to us in 2020, before we enter into this, God asked us one question. Say, can a nation be born in one day? We were all asking God. We can't say no to you because we know you are, you are able to do everything. But you see, you can imagine that in one single year, when God challenged us and said, as soon as she traveled, she brought forth, we can testify of the kind of things that God has now done. We can testify how the Holy Spirit has now broken forth left and right, how disciples are multiplying in different places, and how many, many hands are being brought into the purpose of God at a time like this. We can testify all the various things that the Lord has begun to do, almost all at once. We know that God is going to do something. We know that when God began to speak and began to show us the challenges that came, you know, when COVID and all of that, it was only giving us an understanding that when God wants to lock down the entire earth, there's no problem. He can do it anytime he wants. And so when God wants to move again and, you know, overrun the earth with the flood of revival, again, it is not impossible. And let none of you think it is incredible for us to expect a world global move of God again in our midst. We must not borrow just few vessels. We must not strike just three times. We must strike the ground with this arrow of God's deliverance until all that God intends to set forth in the nations have been released. There is a sense of responsibility coming upon us not to waste this day and not to stop this oil. And I'm speaking very deliberately to each one of you. You may have come from a, a particular local government in your own state and God is saying, you must recover all. You may have come from your nation and as you are sitting in that country and God is beginning to enlarge your heart of what he wants to do in that nation. Please don't ask for a small thing. Don't limit what God wants to do. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the things that God has kept in store for us in these days of our Rehoboth. So I want you to prayerfully ask God, enlarge my heart. When God said you will surely, without fail, recover all, the emphasis on that verse was on all. And I'm praying that God will enlarge our heart. God will enlarge your spirit. God will give you faith to believe God for the things that God is speaking about now. Now, we must not waste the men, must not waste the women, the young and the old, that God is setting apart and God is setting ablaze for this season of his visitation. 
must not mismanage the open doors, the open networks, and the privileges God has released to us as He began to speak to us in Revelation chapter 3, 7 to 8. If you remember that, that passage came very strongly and we began to understand what God is saying. All the things He said that will happen in the earth at the point. We must not use the sledgehammer to kill ordinary mosquitoes and rodents. The heavens are opened over your heads and over our heads by the mercy of God, which we have received from His hand. His favor and goodwill has come upon us, and He has waited to be gracious unto us on every side. All this must not be wasted. They must be maximized to set forth God's kingdom agenda as we prepare people, particularly his people, for his imminent appearing. Brothers and sisters, God is guiding us in this year's MLR to again expose to us the scope, the complete survey and the dimension of his expectation for this move of his spirit. He will show us what we must do and how we must do it. Both as individuals and as a company of his people from place to place. All over the earth. We must learn God's strategy for this move. We shall spend time again to seek understanding of what our losses are and how to pursue it, overtake and recover all. God will allocate unto each one of us what we must go and pursue. Your own land and space must not be unconquered. All our workshop streams and our workshop leaders have been meeting, you know, elaborately thinking of what to do because this must translate into practical platforms where God is leading us. All our workshop streams will be guided into action must rise up to pursue all that have been carted away. We must overtake the enemy on his tracks and without fear, by the grace of God, recover all in every sector. The glory of these latter reigns and the latter house that God is using this move to build shall be much more than what we have known before. I perceive the Lord is speaking to us and calling us by name into what he has risen to do in our day. As God has brought you into this meeting this year, the body of the Lord has come upon us. Uh, as we have given our heart out to the Lord as a living sacrifice for the fire on His altar, the aroma of our consecration must flow into all the nations. We want to ask you to please be strong and walk. Be strong and take the gates. Is strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And let us labor mightily by his energy that is at work in us. This is going to be our cry as we go further in the course of MLR this year. My prayer is that God himself will set us in motion. He will give us unction for us to be able to run and fulfill his call on our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. But tonight, as we uh, begin this meeting, 
I just want to bring to you a short charge. Uh, we won't be able to start looking particularly into the details of our theme uh, tonight. I only want to look at just one matter uh, tonight as we pray together. Do you know the question of the recovery of that which was lost has always been the challenge from the Garden of Eden. As soon as Satan knew what God was planning and what God has set man to accomplish for him, the enemy began to come to organize a raid. What happened to uh, David and his people here was only an illustration of many, many times that the enemy had come to raid the camp of God's people. Many, many times he had always looked for something something precious to take away and to dislodge what was the agenda and the purpose of God for his people. But as I was looking at the uh, story that God allowed us to go through, which we are going to still study deliberately, both in the book study and as we go on in the course of uh, this uh, MLR this year, there are a few things that were recurring, and I want to quickly set them out so that in praying together tonight, uh, each one of us may set our faces and our bearing. The first thing that struck me was that I, I, I was looking back. I tried to look at the life and the story of uh, David, how he came to that position where the enemy came and raided their camp and took away the children, took away their wives, took away precious things that they have ever had. I tried to understand where did he come from? What is it that gives the enemy that kind of right to be able to ravage the people of God? Is there a principle that the enemy had always followed in order to steal, in order to kill, and in order to destroy. And as I'm looking, as I was looking at this, I began to trace a few things. I began to note that the first thing that uh, was the problem, was the issue, which we all individually need to be checking in our lives, particularly as we begin this meeting, is the fact that where were they? Where was David? Where did he go? That gave space for the enemy to step in. Where did they go? That their children, their wives were left behind and they were made vulnerable in the hand of the enemy, the Amalekites. Even though God gave the miracle of restoration and of recovery, 
But there was a need for us to understand what was the issue that gave room to that in their lives. And in order for me to set that context, I realized that the story that built up to that chapter 30 actually was quite a long story. Now, in chapter uh, 27, we saw how when David had been pursued and chased up and down by Saul out of jealousy, David suddenly told himself, in chapter 27, verse 1, David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing be better for me that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines. And Saul shall despair of me to seek me anymore in any coast of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. And David arose and he passed over with 600 men that were with him unto Achish, the son of Moak, the king of God. Now, that's the first omission that uh, struck me. Because I feel that we cannot be uh, talking so much, oh, the enemy has stolen this, the enemy has stolen that, as if that enemy has all the power as if he has all the wherewithal, as if there was nothing that gave him a lead way, as if there was nothing that was a crack that made it to happen. Any one of you listening to me, whatever the devil stole from you, there was a crack through which he came in. There was something that went wrong somewhere that gave the devil the chance that gave the enemy of our soul the chance to do what he did and to do what he is doing. And if we are going to pursue, if we are going to overtake, if we are going to recover all, we must begin to find out where did we miss it? Where did we miss it? And I noted here that even though God, who anointed David, who had a plan for him, was not asleep. All through the point, God kept David. God preserved him. God delivered him. Even there was a time that they pursued him and even Saul went to the same cave where he was staying. He could have been trapped in that place. But you see what God did? God delivered him. God took him out of that to the point that Saul himself said, Kai, you are better than me. You are mightier than myself. But suddenly, something changed. David said in his heart, chapter 27 of 1 Samuel, verse 1, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. And I was wondering, where did he get that information? How did he come into that? What kind of thing entered into his heart? God says, spoke in his heart. And you will see that that chapter 27 was quite a very difficult chapter for him. And what was it? He had to cross. He crossed the boundary of the Lord. He crossed the boundary 
that God has set for his people. Seemingly, he went outside. He went outside. Outside the canopy of grace. And I wonder how he was going to become one with the people of the Philistines. I wonder how he was going to manage to be in relationship with the man whom God has raised him to destroy. It was very challenging that when he arose and he went, and he went to dwell with Akish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, now they have moved outside the land of Israel. And for them to be able to stay in Gath, don't forget that Gath was the city of Goliath. Goliath, the man that was, you know, a terror to the whole of Israel that God handed over to brother uh, David, that was his city. Now, I was trying to study how he was going to behave. And I saw how, you know, he, he spoke to Akish. And if I found grace now in your sight, let them give me a place in some town, you know, in the country that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with you? So somehow, it looks as if he was kind to develop a friendship, an unequal yoke with the chief, the king of the Philistines. Now, there may be nothing wrong at that point, but that is the beginning. That is what is going to give the enemy a, 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 an inroad into his life. By the time you came from that chapter 27, we are seeing a David, a captain of the Lord's, or, or, or a captain in the Lord's army being relocated in a place where you could not practice his faith, where you could not pray freely, where you could not call on the name of the Lord, where you have to be acting, you know, somehow. Whatever he was doing, he, he was making sure that nobody knew the length and breadth of his journey. Sometimes he had to tell a lie. Oh, we didn't go here, we went here. Just to keep at peace in a strange land. Now, when I go to chapter 28, I saw another situation. I saw that the, the days of Saul, when Saul was moving with God before he passed, he had outlawed that mediums, witchcraft, and all of that must not operate in the land again. It was a great revival. When Saul stood up and said, anybody that is practicing witchcraft or with a medium must be either killed or driven out of the land. And so all the things that was bringing idolatry, bringing all kind of uh, spiritism into the land, he stood up to to cancel it. But when he himself now backslid and he has left the presence of God and the Philistines now gathered against him, he looked for a prophet to prophesy nobody. God had departed from him completely. So I realized again that if the enemy had any upper hand over the people of God, it's not because the enemy actually is more powerful. It's simply because something between God and his people was lost. Whatever 
gave the enemy the kind of precedence or the kind of uh, preeminence they tried to manifest. It didn't come because they are powerful. It came only because God's people have lost their own bearing, they have lost their own relationship, they have lost their own standing. I'm going through all this because if we do not know why something is happening in our lives, in our midst, in the church, and we're only shouting out there, we may not be on the right path of recovery. And this is very critical. Now, as I saw what happened to Saul, having left the presence of God, there was no way God could go with him because disobedience, rebellion has characterized his life until God left him. Whenever you saw that the children of Israel went to captivity, either in Babylon and all of that, what preceded it was their own disobedience. What preceded it was their own reckless uh, abandonment from the word of God and from the will of God for their lives. So by the time Saul, in that chapter 28, he had nowhere to turn again. So he had to go back. He disguised himself, was going to uh, witch, uh, the witches, the witch of Endor, and all of that that happened in chapter 28. Now, but by chapter 29, I was trying to trace what led to chapter 30 that we want to study. I'm just trying to paraphrase the issues. So I see that in chapter 27, David was located not in the right place he should have been. Chapter 28, we saw that the children of Israel are under terrible distress because they are under a wrong leadership. They are under a hand that God himself is no more willing to work with. And this man, out of desperation, has gone back now to spiritism, to witchcraft, and all of this that happened. Of course, God declared to him, said, Samuel told him, I said, why did you disturb me? Why did you disquiet me? What do you expect me to tell you again? When God has departed from you, God has forsaken you. You yourself, you left God and God has looked away from you and you are going to join me, you know, you are, by tomorrow, by tomorrow, you and your children, you will be here with me. And so what happened in chapter 31 when Saul died and his children and all that he had were destroyed was because of this. It was not because the Philistines had power. It's because the men have lost their own relationship with God. They have lost their space where they could stand in the presence of God. Now, I go away from that and I'll come to chapter 29. And in chapter 29, this is now the camp of the Philistines how they were ready to go and fight, how they were ready to wage war against the people of God, and look at the complicity that is going to happen to David. Akish said, since you have been joining and sojourning with me, I have found that you are a good hand, so you are going to follow me into this battle, and you are going to be the one that will be like my shield. You are going to go in front and confront your people. You are going to fight your people. And I was wondering, if God was not going to intervene, how would David, how would David follow the Philistines? 
to go and be shooting at the heritage of the Lord. What kind of unequal yoke has he entered into? That he will be using the grace of God on his life, the anointing that God poured on his life, to go and shoot against his own people. But that was what was going to happen. They had set the battle in array, and they were marching, and David had come with his 600 men to go and fight a wrong battle. Meanwhile, they have left their base without any protection. They have left their ground going to a wrong path, going to invest themselves in what God did not ordain. Ah, thank God for their deliverance. The Philistine lords, when they started inspecting the army, they confronted their king and said, Oh king, what are these Hebrews doing here? What are they doing here? And Akish was saying, Ah, you don't know that David, the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, has been with me these days or these years, and I found no fault in him since he fell unto me unto this day. Akish was saying, Yes, you know, he's a big catch. He has deflected, he's against his master now, and he's working for me. And since then, he has been working for me. He has been going about on rampage, here and there. He was thinking that David was actually loyal to him. And I have engaged him. He's going to fight for us. In fact, we are going to use his expertise and the grace that he carried. To, to, and I found no fault in him since he fell unto me. But the Philistines, the princes of the Philistines, they were quite wise. They were annoyed with their king. And the princes of the Philistines said to him, Make this fellow return, that he may go again to his place, which you have given him, and let him not go down with us to battle. Let when we get in the battle, he will be an adversary to us. For where we should he reconcile himself unto his master? Should he not be with the heads of this man? Oh my God, they were very, very... They were very strategic in their thinking. They said, if we go with this David, when we get to the battle, will he not reconcile with this matter by turning against us? How can we put a man who... So now they reminded their king, he said, do you not remember that it's not this David of whom they sang one to another in dances, saying, Saul slew his thousands. And David is ten thousands. Send him back. We can't go with him. I believe that that must be God. That must be God. Because while David was going to fight a wrong battle, you can see what has happened in his own camp. All his children, all his family, everything they had had been burnt down and carted away while he was in the wrong place fighting a wrong battle. So I just wanted to note that the context of the story that God is confronting us with, we cannot ignore it particularly at this beginning so that we don't fight a useless battle again. And so what are the challenges I want to draw with you now? The first thing I want to say 
is the fact that as we read through that scripture, by the time David was now coming back, as they were now coming back to their Ziegler, I perceived that it was God. I said, no, you can't be part of the Philistines to go and fight your people. No matter the quarrel between you and Saul, you can't join hand with the enemy of the kingdom of God to fight a fellow brother. No matter what they have done to you, uh, your personal internal crisis must not uh, betray you eh, to the hand of the enemy whereby you join hands with the enemy to destroy your people. So go back. But before you will get back, the Amalekites have already come. They went to Ziglag and they raided it. They, 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 the Bible said, and they had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And they have taken the women captives that were daring. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was born with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Now, we'll be dealing with all of such issues when God begins to bring us into this matter as we begin to talk about pursuing. But tonight, let me ask you, if we want to be deliberate and be sincere, there was nothing that the enemy could have done to steal anything from our lives except something went wrong, except we lost our own space, except that the things that God had meticulously ask you to do or ask you not to do, they are the things that you have ignored. And so tonight, as we are entering this meeting, where God is promising us that we will overtake, we will recover all. The first thing these brothers did that began their, their, their journey onto recovery is that when they came back, they came back from a useless journey. They came back from a wrong path. They came back from a wrong alliance. They came back from a location that is not meant for them to be. When they came back, before they will arrive, something went wrong. But I thank God that they came back first. If they did not come back, if they have gone for that battle and for whatever a number of days or number of uh, weeks, that the battle against Israel will have been and they are fighting the children of Israel in the midst of the Philistines. And I don't know whether you understand what they have done. They will have given them Philistines a uniform. They will have been carrying the Philistines uniform and they will have been working for the Philistines. They will have been in the command of Akish. And that would have been a very serious conflict, both for the children of Israel and even for David and his men. But God brought them out. Now, the first recovery I saw in the whole story 
before we talk about the recovery of wives, recovery of things that were lost, was the, the recovery of their space in the purpose of God. Getting back to where you ought to be in the purpose of God for your life. Getting back to where you are supposed to be located. When you miss your location, you get dislocated in life. When you miss your location, all your allocation, all your divine allocation, we also miss you. When you miss your space where you are supposed to be, my dear friend, my dear brother, my dear sister, you give the devil an undue advantage to take advantage of you. You give him as if you now strengthen him. He who had nothing to have done over your life, you gave him space now. You gave him a weapon to shoot at you. So the first thing I saw was that what went wrong was that these people missed their location. They missed their location. They went into a wrong alliance. And it is this that gave room for all that the Amalekites did. I would not blame Amalekites tonight. I will only be saying, where were we when the Amalekites came? And for you to see that God himself did not allow the Amalekites to go beyond the boundary set for them. They did not kill the children. They did not take away the wives. Women were there, but God kept them. Rather, they were just sitting down there, rejoicing and dancing. While the camp of David were weeping, they were dancing. They were rejoicing because of the booty that they have collected. They have not even started eating everything. They were just first celebrating that we got them. We got them freely. Oh, we got Ziegler. We got this. We got that. It was looking wonderful to them. If Brother David had continued to pursue the wrong battle, they would have had all their chances to do whatever they wanted to do and recovery would have been impossible. So the first charge that I want to begin with tonight is to ask each one of you where you are. Where are you, my brother, when the enemy is ravaging your life? What battle were you fighting when you let your space? What alliance? What yoke? What relationship? What partnership did you enter into that has now given a gap, a space, for the enemy of your soul to ravage your life. Now, where are we? Where is the church? Where did we go? Where did we migrate to? What did we enter into that has brought us to where we now are? What is it that we did outside the purpose and the calling of God for our lives that has now given us a way that the enemy of the kingdom they now seem to have unlimited access. They now can come in, burn down our values, and begin to do the kind of things that they have done that we are crying about. I perceive that the first thing we need to do tonight is to check. Each one of us, you need to check. Is it that God slept that the enemy now overpowered him to take over in your life? 
you need to check where were you where did you migrate into what relationship did you enter now when Jonah missed direction of where you ought to be God said I want you to go to Nineveh when he began to face Tarshish do you remember that the storms the troubles the, 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 the belly of hell that came upon him was simply because he was dislocated he was, he was in the wrong location he had moved out of where he ought to be and that's why the enemy had chance. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, I think verse 8, that whosoever, whosoever uh, dig a pit shall fall into it. And whosoever breaks an edge, serpent will bite him. When you move outside the edge, outside the fence, outside the divine cover, you are giving the enemy undue advantage. You seem to have empowered him to be able to do what uh, he came to do. And so tonight, the first thing I want to check with you as an individual, what is it that you have lost? But before we begin to count all the losses, let me ask you, where did you miss out? What alliance took you out of the will of God? As a young man, it may be a friend, a friendship that you enter into, a relationship that you enter into with someone that dislocated your life and put you where you now are and several things about you are lost. Several things are ravaged. It is possible that what God began to do in your life, the grace of God that came upon your life, Somehow you suddenly fail know in your heart, if I don't do something for myself, if I don't shift, if I don't go and protect myself by myself, perhaps Saul is going to have an upper hand over my life. And you can see that Saul, whatever he did, when he had the javelin to throw at David, the javelin did not touch him. God knows how to protect him. Right inside the house of Saul, God was raising a Jonathan that was telling him everything. And even when all this was happening, see all the way God was guiding him and saying, no, go like this, go like this. But in this case, he came to his own heart. When David thought in his own heart and said, one day, Saul will catch me, let me just go away from here. Let me go to the country of the Philistines. Let me go and join the unbelievers. You'll be tired of looking for me when he knows I'm now in the country of the Philistines. He relocated. Are there some of you listening to me? A little hardship came onto your heart and you decided, let me just move. And since you have moved, you have migrated into a wrong place. Things have gone wrong. Things have scattered. Everything you are doing now, they are not, they are not holding together. Even though you thought you are working hard, something is destroying it behind your back because you have missed your direction. You have missed the purpose of God for your life. Now, before we talk about Amalekites, before we talk about Philistines, before we talk about the enemy, 
Can we check? Can we check? Have you been faithful to your own father? Have you been faithful to your own God? Have you been faithful to stay under the canopy of his grace? Under the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you remained where God told you to remain? Have you kept within the word of the Lord? Have you kept within the boundary that God set for our lives? Or have you thought you can help yourself by yourself? And so you went out. You went out. And as you went out, the enemy came in. As you went out, the enemy came from your back. As you went away from your own location, the enemy took advantage and began to do the kind of things that he has now done. Now this evening, before I tie the issues I'm raising, my question to you first is that as you are sitting in this meeting, I know God brought you here. And I know God has a plan to bring you. And I know that we have come from our different places, from our different situations. But I want you to check right now. When did this thing begin to happen to your life? When did you begin to lose out? When do you, can you remember when the devil began to ravage your life? When things begin to scatter for you, can you remember? Can you please think, where was I? Where was I going? What was the matter? Who am I relating with? Who did I join? Whose alliance did I form? Which Akish did I join? Which country of the, of the children of Philistines have I located to? What have I done that has brought me to where I am now? Now, these are questions. The devil is sitting somewhere and say, yes, I am an opportunist. And I want you to know that Satan is an opportunist. He's waiting for an opportune time. He only takes advantage. He only maximizes opportunities that was created for him. When we have not created an opportunity for the enemy to act, he could do nothing. If God be for us, who can be against us was the word of God. But when we walk away from our own stronghold, when we walk away from our own protection, when we walk away from our own father, when we walk away from the word of God, when we walk away in disobedience, when we walk away in compromise, when you walk into unequal yoking, either in business or in marriage or whatever you are going to do, can you imagine that you have only given a chance for the enemy of your soul to strike and to do whatever he wanted to do? This evening, that's the first question I want you to check. I want you to ask yourself, where, where was I when the enemy was ravaging my life? There may be some of you listening to me, you are even a preacher. But you can remember that something God lost. The anointing with which God started with you has dissipated. And presently, you are a shadow of what you are meant to be, my brother. God was raising you up to, to, to make you an answer to your generation. But as of now, you are amputated. As of now, the enemy seems to have ravaged and taken everything that used to be the virtue of your life. It has turned to virus. 
Yes, we can shower, we will recover all, but we won't be able to talk of recovering all until you return first. You must come out of that alliance. You must come out of that wrong uh, company. You must come out of that wrong battles you are fighting. You must get back. You must get back first. Where you can hear God speak to you. Where you can hear God give you a fresh direction. Where you can hear God speak clearly to your life. This is the next step to take. This is the direction to take. This is where to go. Now, my brother, it is possible that as we are walking and crying and talking to God, you are sensing that tide, something is lost, something is lost. Yes, I would like you to sit down and look at it very closely. But you see, until you first relocate, until God takes you out of the place where things where you are not supposed to be, the, the hope of recovery becomes very difficult. So this night, or this evening rather, and for some of us, uh, uh, the hour for you is in the morning. But whichever hour in which you are, the first thing we must deal with today, am I in the right place? Is my relationship with the Lord, is it in the right place? The battle I'm now fighting, am I fighting the right battle for which I was raised? Am I now involved in that which God would have wanted me to be involved in? Or I am I'm doing something outside the purpose for which I was created and I was raised by God. Now, before I conclude, on that note by the time they came back and they noticed that the enemy had raided them the enemy had ravaged them the enemy had invaded the south and burned their city with fire you see maybe as they were coming from afar off they did not imagine what they would meet it's only as they were coming, they started seeing smoke. They had seen burnt houses and they were wondering what happened. Why is this house burnt? Why is... Until they entered the city and found that everywhere was burnt. Until they started checking. Where is this thing I kept here? Burnt. Where is this thing I kept here? Where is my wife? Where is my son? Where is my daughter? Where is this? That's when they began to cry. That's when the sense of their loss came upon them. That's when they began to weep. They wept to the point at which they had no more power to weep. But David knew that what he needed to do first is what he did not do before. If in that chapter 27, he had asked, he had asked because there was a priest that was actually going with them since he began to run from the hand of Saul, there was a priest that was going with him that carried the Urim and the Tumim. If he had asked before they crossed and said, please bring me the Urim and the Tumim, where does God want us to go? Perhaps God will say, do not descend to the country of the Philistines. Stay in Israel. I will settle you here. 
Perhaps God would have given him direction. But he didn't ask. He was presumptuous. They went. But now, the first thing first, it was to return to God. But to say, Lord, what do I do? The Bible says, he strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord is God. And that statement itself is something. He, re, he, he reconciled with God. He got back to God and said, God, I know something is wrong. But there's nowhere else I can go except to you alone. What do I do? That, to me, was the first recovery. The recovery of his connectivity with the Lord. And if there's anything I'm going to stop here tonight, is to ask, shall we individually seek a personal reconnection? A personal reconnection with God? Shall we, one by one, Check within your heart. Lord, why are all these that I've lost? Where was that prayer life I used to have? Where was that vision you used to give me? Where was that joy that I used to have? That boldness that I used to have in you? Why is everything scattered? Some of you, when you were in secondary school, God was actually walking with you. The Spirit of God was walking with you as young as you are. You knew that hand of God was with you. But when you started to follow some strange friends, you went into pornography. You went to strange things. And since then, you have lost balance. Since then, even though you are still trying to be religious, but something fatally had been lost. And today, at the beginning of recovery that God is talking about, we need to bring in the urine. We need to bring in the, 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 the youth him. We need to say, Lord, where did I go wrong? And what do I do next? What is your purpose for my life at this point? He said, bring me the effort. And when they brought it to him, he inquired at the hand of the Lord, saying, but before then, he has strengthened himself in the Lord. This evening, wherever you are, whosoever you are, I perceive that the first thing first is to get back to where things began to go wrong. And you are the one who knows it. You are the best person who can point at it. Others may be beating about the bush. Others may be saying, oh yes, uh, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. But you are deliberately the person who knows where things went wrong. So let me conclude by drawing your attention to one story, a short story. I will make it as short as I can so that we can uh, pray together in the next uh, uh, few space that we have now. In, in Second Kings, in Second Kings, the Bible spoke in chapter six about the sons of the prophets that lost the axe head. Something critical was lost. Now I'll read it because we are talking about recovery. 
and the first issue that I want to highlight so that we can pray together. Say, and the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with you is too narrow. It's too straight for us. Let us go. We pray you unto Jordan and take thence every man a beam and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray you, and go with your servant. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. Now verse 5. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in there. And the iron did sweep. And therefore he said, Take it up to you. And he put out his hand and he took it. Now, that short story is the story of a recovery or what will have looked irrecoverable. Because when you go to a, a moving stream and something falls into the water, if the moving stream is moving, you can't get it where it fell because it will have gone far. But I saw a miracle and a miracle is going to happen to us even today by the grace of God. Now what was that? The Bible says, as one was felling a beam, there was something you were doing. And the ass air fell into the water. The sharp edge, the sharp, the cutting edge fell into the water. And it was left with ordinary wood to cut wood. When the sharp edge had fallen out, how can he cut wood with wood? He knew that something was missing. missing. Something was, was lost in his hand. And what did he do? The Bible said he cried. But I wanted to see how he cried and to whom he cried. He cried and said, Alas, Master, he was not crying to colleagues was not crying to those who themselves have lost their own assets. was not crying to those who could not help him. He did not cry around. He cried to the master. Tonight, you may have a company of people that have also lost their own assets. People that have missed their location. People that have been dislocated. People that are only moving in a wrong alliance. And they are all searching and say, well, that's how it is. That's how it is. They just manage. You may also be in the midst of such people. But when this man needed recovery, he did not cry to them. He did not cry to friends who are also struggling. He cried to the master. And how did he cry? I noticed that in his cry, he wasn't speaking good English. He was crying out of his heart. He wasn't trying to wasn't trying to make an impression. He said, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. If you want to analyze that statement, you know that it looks incomplete. But the master to whom he cried 
understood. The matter that he cried to knew what he wanted to say that he could not find what to say. For it was borrowed. He recognized that this thing is not mine. I've lost what was kept in my custody. I was supposed to be a steward of what belongs to another and I've lost it. He cried. And you know the man of God knew. He said, where fell it? Where did you miss it? Where did you lose it? My dear brother, where did you lose it? My dear sister, where did you miss out in the first place? We must show him to the place. And the Bible said, where fell it? And he, he showed him the place. There's need for you to show the Lord where things have gone wrong. Say, my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves. If they will humble themselves and turn from what they have done wrong, I will answer. You must remember where it fell, where you missed out, so that God, in His mercy, can rise up to send us help tonight. So, as we are about to pray, the promise God has given us over this meeting is very strong. For sure. As if whatever was lost, you can get it. But we must begin rightly. It was going to have been impossible for David to go from the field fighting with the, I mean, for the Philistines against the people of God to be able to recover his own people that are lost. They will have been lost forever. The first thing that he returned. The Holy Spirit asking me to put that across to you tonight. That all of us that are going to be part of this uh, army that God is raising for recovery of all that the enemy took away. The first thing that we must recover our place first. You must recover your space in Christ. You must recover and you must be able to point to God where did he fall? Where did you miss it? I went back to chapter 27, 28, 29 before I could come to 30 because I was asking where did they miss it? Was the Amalekite so powerful like that? God has subdued Amalekite over the years. Why did they have upper hand? Where was David when they came? This mighty man of valor that he carried along with him, 600 of them. Why did he, where did they go? Leaving their wives, leaving their children at the mercy of the Amalekites. What went wrong? Brother and sister, as I stop here this night, I'm asking you a question. Where did you move to? What alliance did you try to join? What unequal relationship did you enter? What friendship did you join? Whom are you trying to serve? What battles were you trying to join yourself to go and fight? Where are you that gave the enemy such a space? Because they were not there, the enemy had a chance to pack whatever they want to pack. They had a chance to carry whatever they want to carry. And if it was not a divine intervention, there was no way because they don't even know where they went. They left nobody on ground to give them a direction as it is where they went. It came only because God had mercy. 
tonight as we call on God together and as we'll be praying as we start off this meeting in this manner can I request you now to let us go to God individually perhaps over the years the word of God has come over and over and over again to you you have become a reckless sinner now a reckless sinner that's not how you started something pushed you out sometimes they desire to have to to make money that made you say let me try that business let me go into this and now you you find yourself you are becoming a fraud very soon you saw that now you are entering from one problem to another problem to another problem to another problem and it looks as if the way back is looking difficult for you but tonight god is saying you can go back get back to where you miss it and what was lost god is the only one that can recover it for you but you must go back first moving on and on and on and on in the wrong alliance will not help you you might be that single man listening to me somewhere you might just be sitting in a corner and say does god still have a plan for my life god does you may be a sister there a lady things have been ravaged because you took a wrong step at a point god is willing to bring recovery there's going to be a recovery for every life even if the devil thought he had gone far god will overtake him for you you will surely overtake them and without fail we shall recover all that's the word of god tonight as i pray with you perhaps you have heard jesus knocking on your door all the time and say it is me you lost it is my fellowship with you you lost. It is my plan for your life you lost. You walked away from where I wanted you to be. It is possible that even even though you are listening to me somebody brought you into this meeting and they believe that whatever you have lost in life God will cause it to be recovered for you. Yes, and I have no doubt about it. What the uh, children of Israel. I mean, what, what David and his army lost. It looked impossible to be able to recover, but because they have reconnected back to God, God is able to direct their lives until they came to where everything that was lost was recovered. God is able to do that for you again, even now. It doesn't matter how much was spoiled. Doesn't matter how many years was wasted. But the first thing you must recover is your relationship with the Lord. Come back to the Lord now. Come back to His presence. Come back and say, Oh God, whatever I lost, they are only as a result of what I missed in, in standing with you. Whatever the enemy came and took away, as if he had power to take everything away like that, was because I missed my own space where I ought to be with you. Tonight, Lord, I want to come back. I want you to help me. I want you to restore my life. Now, it may not look apparent that you have lost so much because you are in the midst of people that don't know where you are coming from before. They don't know what God had planned for your life before now. They just saw you in their midst. 
You know, when the Philistines look at David, they say, ah, is this not David? Whom they sank, saw King 1000. This boy killed tens of thousands. He's a man that has something serious. It was only with one stone that he killed our captain before. What is he doing here? Even if he has missed his face with his master, when he got there, <laughs> reconciliation may take place and it will be a problem to us. When they realize that it was this David, they say, mm -mm, let him go back. We don't need this Hebrew here. We don't need them here. I want to ask you this night. What is it that has made you to shortchange the grace of God in your life? What is it that you have been covering up as if you forgot what God wanted you to be? I want to call you first to come back. I want to call you first to return to him. I want to call you first to, to let God have his way with you. I want you to say, Lord, this meeting, I have to recover that which has, has fallen out of my hand. This night, Lord, you must do something with me. You must do something with my life. As we will be calling on God together, we will be praying. From our centers, in different centers, in different spaces where you are, as God has gathered us. I believe that you are not just to, to, to be added to a crowd. I believe God brought you particularly to MLR this year because heaven is saying you will recover all. Even you, you recover all. What heaven wants you to be? The enemy is trying to cut you short. The enemy is trying to make you a shadow of who you should be. But God that determined that he wants to recover all about you. He wants to recover all in you. He wants to recover all for you. But the first thing is that you must get back to that location. And Christ is the one that says, Come unto me, I'll give you rest. Come back to me, I will set you in your life. So I want to pray right away. And I want to stand together with you in prayer. I want to ask God, to do for you what no man could have done. For God to walk in your life. The kind of things that God did in this chapter we are reading. And as we will be studying, you will see the miraculous thing that God did. God wants to do that here tonight. And Jesus is just saying, just come. Satan is not as powerful as he had looked. It was because you gave him a space. He took an advantage. Come back. Come back, you will recover all. Shall we please uh, stand in our prayer anywhere you are? You want to kneel down, you want to stand up, you want to step forth yourself before God? It is time to pray. It is time to call on the Lord. God Himself has come to us. Say, pursue. You will surely overtake them. And without fail, you will recover all. That is his promise. But what led to all this is what God is saying, get back to where I can reconnect with you. Get back to where your location was misappropriated. Get back to where you missed it and you became dislocated. Come back to it. I am still standing there. So when they brought the Urim and the Tumim, God was there to answer. 
God was there to answer. If they have asked before, God was there to have answered. Even tonight, God is here to answer you. God is here to bring a deliberate intervention into your life as we call on Him together. We are praying. Uh, wherever you are, please lift up your heart, lift up your voices, and say, Lord, I must recover all. My location must not become dislocated. And my allocation in life must not be lost because I am in a wrong alliance. I'm in a wrong relationship. I'm fighting a battle that was not meant for me to fight. I am joining an army that I'm not supposed to be part of. Lord, take me out. Take me back. Take me back. And where my ass head got lost, Lord, I want to bring you to it so that I can swim for me again. I can recover all. Let's pray together. Let's call on God. And wherever you are, open your mouth and say, Lord, this year is my year of recovery. This meeting, I must recover all. Everything that the enemy is trying to take away, Lord, you will get it back for me. I'm sorry that I missed my location. I went out of where I ought to be. I gave space for the enemy who took advantage. And my friends, some of you have experienced a setback for years because something lured you out of your space. God is saying to me, you recover all. But I want you to get back to where you missed it tonight. It is possible that it is a reaction. You are reacting against something. David was reacting against Saul. David was saying, the way Saul is moving and people are just, maybe one day I will, they will just kill me. Let me just go away. He moved out of a reaction, not out of a leading of the Holy Spirit. This night, whatever you reacted against, whatever set you on this endless journey, God wants to stop it. But I want you to pray and say, Lord, even in this meeting as we are just starting, as we are just beginning tonight, I'm seeing where I ought to be. Lord, take me back. Take me back. Take me back. God bless you. God bless you. We are praying. The Holy Spirit is at work already. He may be moving in your heart. He may be doing something beyond what any man can imagine or think tonight. God may be pointing a finger at something others do not know is there. Tonight, let God have his way. Let God have his way. Lord, take me back. Take me back, Lord. I'm coming, Lord. Coming to you, Lord. Coming to where the things got lost. Coming to where things got lost. Lord, I'm coming back. Lord, I'm coming back. Lord, please draw me back. Lord, take me back. Take me back, Lord. Take me back, Lord. Holy Spirit, take me back, Lord. 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 Thank you. Father, thank you for what you are doing already this night. Thank you that in all centers, in all languages, in different nations, you are talking about recovery. 
And the first person to recover was that David. They are the ones that have to return to where they missed it before they can recover all that things they lost. Lord, tonight I'm asking every man that is not in his proper location, please, Lord, recover them back. Everyone that has gone into a wrong alliance, Father, please, as you did for David, do it for us tonight. Although so God who have been mobilized to fight a wrong battle, please tonight break that alliance and bring them back to where they ought to be so that you can speak again to their hearts, you can give them direction what to go and what to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, as I stand here in prayer, I perceive the Lord is already stretching his hand. As soon as David came back crying, he strengthened himself in the Lord. They brought the urine for him and God was ready to answer him. God was ready to appear to him. God was ready to give him fresh fellowship. And that's what Jesus is standing here to do tonight. He's willing to forgive you. Have you become what you ought never to be? Have you become, you know, a pervert, a sexual pervert because you missed, you reacted? Eh? Have you become a young life that is now being ravaged, wasted, and something is destroying you gradually and very rapidly? But God is saying, tonight you recover, but the first thing is to come. Come to me. He said, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. When God delivered them from going forward with the Philistines, they came back and that's when God began to show them the way of recovery. Let's pray. If you are there tonight, Jesus is saying, the first thing is to relocate. Retrace your step. Come back to the Savior. It's possible that in the course of these times, your marriage has scattered. You have even tried to marry others, others, and everything is just going from, from bad to worse. All you need tonight first is come. Just come before the Lord. You will recover all. So I want to leave a room right now. As many as are saying, Lord, I've heard your voice. Draw me nearer. Bring me back to where I missed. Bring me back, oh God, to the location where I was dislocated. Lord, please bring me back. Wherever you are, in whichever center, I want you to stand up. I want you to lift up your right hand and without, without looking left or right, just pick your handbag or your Bible or whatever and just step out. Come towards the altar. We are going to stand before God. We are going to say, Oh God, tonight we must recover all. The first thing to recover is to recover your space in Christ. Your space in the purpose of God. Your space in His will. Your space where you ought to be. You ought not to be running up and down like you have been running. You ought not to be running at and skater as you have been running. And come back, come back. Come back to the shelter. Come back to the, to the stronghold that God has provided for you in Christ Jesus. Come back. 
Come back from that life of sin. Come back. Come back. Jesus is standing there and say, Yes, I knew when you drifted, but I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting to set you free. I've been waiting to help you. I've been waiting to reconnect with you. The Lord bless you. If you are coming, step out quickly with your right hand lifted above your head and say, I am coming, Lord. Coming out to thee. Wash me, cleanse me in thy blood that flows on Calvary. I am coming, Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Please step out as we are praying. Just come forward. Just come forward. Just come forward. Keep coming. Keep coming. We have some few more minutes to pray. Just keep coming. As we are doing so, just step before the Lord this moment. Thank you, my brothers. Thank you, dear sister. Thank you, that young lady. As you are coming, you want to lie down before God. You want to say, Lord, today, 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 the enemy took advantage of me. But God, I know you are going to change my story. I know you are going to finish this matter for me. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, brother. You want to fall on your faces. Thank you, friends. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, that lady. Thank you. God understands. And he's making a way for you today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And as you are coming, let your hand be straight to heaven. And say, Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming. I cannot die a shadow of what I'm supposed to be. I cannot end like this. God bless you. Keep coming, please. I know the Spirit of God is drawing people from everywhere. Some of you, you are just even on your own. Stand up and kneel down there and say, God, today is a day. Have you gradually become a robber? God wanted you to be a king. Satan is now using you like, like he finished with the prodigal son. But God is saying, you come back, come back. You will recover all. There's going to be a recovery for you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my dear sister. Thank you. Thank you, that young lady. Thank you. Keep coming. Lord, thank you for what you are doing this moment. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your hand that is stretched out. Stretch out to save. Stretch out to forgive. Stretch out to cleanse. Stretch out to deliver. Oh God, thank you for what you are doing today. Thank you for this life. They will recover all. I stand, oh God, on their behalf this night. We will recover all. We will recover all. These are men and women that are made to be something in the kingdom of God. Oh God, these are people that you are preparing to, 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 to take over lands, to take over nations. But the enemy has, has, has robbed them, has relocated them and dislocated them. Tonight, oh God, arise, arise on our behalf. Arise, oh God, and step forth your hand upon their lives. Do a new thing for them tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. As I conclude in prayer, there's still someone who needed to run out. Don't say, ah, but we still have tomorrow. No. 
what God is doing to you tonight is critical. Tonight is the beginning of your own recovery. You can't, you can't wait again. God bless you. God bless you. There may be a girlfriend that lured you out. But tonight God is saying, come back. You have no destiny with that man. No destiny. You only want to suck you dry. Come back. Come out here and say, Lord, tonight, if you say I can recover all, I put my hand in your hand. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Is there still someone else? Uh, somewhere else? The Holy Ghost is drawing you. Now I would like to pray now. All those people that have come, lift up your two hands to heaven. And if you are lying down, please just stretch forth your hands to God. If you are kneeling down, just stretch forth your hand. If you are standing up, just stretch forth your hand. God is going to put his hand in your hand now. As God responded to, to, to David and he answered him, God will answer you tonight. God will answer your cry. Jesus says, all those who come to me, I will by no means, in no way, cast them out. There is a place for you. There is a rest for you. There is something. Even though the enemy is told, God is going to bring recovery to you in every direction. Thank you, Father. Lord, look at the hands. Empty hands, oh God, we are brought. Nothing in our hands we bring. Simply to the cross tonight we cling. Naked we come to you for dress. We are coming back to you, O oh God, ravaged. But we know you are going to give us freshness. We are coming back to you tonight, O oh God, dislocated. But we know you are going to relocate us. You are going to reset to us. You are going to re restore to us that with the canker ones and the caterpillars and the palmer ones have eaten. You are going to bring back to your people total recovery. So this night, oh God, all these ones that are stretching their hands, all these ones that are stepping out onto you, oh God, put your hand on their hands, oh God. Breathe upon them, oh God. Bring restoration to their lives, oh God. All the filthy garments, take it away, oh God. And clothe them by yourself. Clothe them by your power. Clothe them, oh God, in your righteousness. Let the blood of Jesus that speak better things than that of Abel, let it cleanse them. Let the blood be sprinkled upon each of their souls, each of their lives. Lord, among those that are stretching their hands are people that you have anointed before. You've anointed them to do great things, but it has been punctured. That anointing leaked away and they became ordinary persons, like something became ordinary. But Lord, tonight you say we will recover all. Lord, I ask as you are beginning to recover them, you will recover all that the enemies suck away from their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. You will recover for us all the destiny the enemy wanted to destroy. You will bring it back, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, Lord, I stand before you, giving you that this meeting this year is indeed a meeting of recovery. A meeting of recovery. All the axe heads that have been lost 
and is already under water, call them to swim again. Call them to swim again, O God, from different parts of the nation, from different parts of the world, in our land, O God, or to Bayesa, or to Liberia, O God, or to all the different sections in Southern Africa, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Lord, arise today and begin to recover your people. Begin to recover that which the enemy thought he can take away. Recover it, O God, tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Now, as you step forth your hand, just ask Jesus. Jesus, I put my hand in your hand. Take my hand from tonight. Redirect my space. Take me the way you want me to go. Change my story. Cleanse me tonight by the blood. And give me a new heart. Lord, my past will not be the end of my life. You will cause me to recover. You will cause me to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And this meeting will be my own turning point. Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. And so, Father, tonight, as these hands have been lifted to you, you said the poor man cried to you and his face was not ashamed. Lord, you are going to visit and, and visit them deliberately. All the cancers that they will need right away, where they can get cancer, please provide it. There are some that nobody is there to cancel them, but your spirit will work on them. That from tonight, they will never go back to their vomit. You know, go back to where they are coming from. Lord, you are going to let tonight be the beginning of their recovery. And before MLR will end, we will have recovered all. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming to the end of this uh, uh, series. Uh, we pray that you will be blessed and equipped and uh, stay tuned as we complete the entire uh, series and uh, trust that the Lord will strengthen you to be all that he has called you to be in the body of Christ. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>